This is Hot Takes and Beer Breaks, where we have some hot takes, but more beer breaks. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Hot Takes and Beer Breaks. I'm joined, as always, by Justin and Jason. Hello. Hello. And then we have three special guests today. We have Cody, Miles, and Rachel. Hey. What what up, people? Okay, that's when you guys say hello, just so you know. Hello. I said hello. Did I do it right? You did, you did. You guys are doing great. John, you screwed right. up. You didn't point at them. That's the problem. There's no video this week. <laughs> How is that? How do you... Hold on. How do you know I'm not pointing at them right now? Pointing is rude, by the way. Exactly. That's why. <laughs> well, you guys can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and YouTube, all at Hot Takes and Beer Breaks, and then you can email in at hottakesandbeerbreaks at gmail.com with any comments or concerns. Yeah? Yeah? All yeah. right, yeah. let's, let's get into it. The directors of Avengers Endgame came out and said that they would like to do a re-release when movie theaters open after Corona. Why? Would you be excited Why? about that? Didn't they already re-release it? They yeah, did. but I think I think it's more to kind of help movie theaters get back on their feet. No, it's they want like, more money. That's all they want. Well, I mean, who doesn't? I mean, unless they're giving it to the movie theaters, then it's not really a help movie theater thing. I think it'd be cool if it was like a charity thing, like it goes to COVID release or whatever. Relief. Here's a question for you. On a release code, think, yes. How do you think movie theaters will uh, operate once they're allowed to reopen? Because obviously physical distancing, I, in my opinion, has become a new norm for quite some time. So like, will they only be able to fill the theater to half the set percent capacity? And you can sit, like, you have to sit three seats with the next person. What about behind I mean, I imagine they, um, they're going to have to, like, keep everything kind of distanced for a little while. And they didn't have social distancing um, in the movie theaters when that guy was sitting in front of Pee Wee. <laughs> <laughs> saved them a mess. Allegedly. Well, yes. speaking right. on how movie theaters are going to react after the uh the really or after corona we're going to talk about how amc says they're not going to be showing any more universal movies universal the company their movies won't be showing in amc theaters anymore why not why not well i guess because universal released a few of their movies on demand without going through the movie theaters amc is very upset that's so fucking stupid it seems very petty it's super petty Petty on which part? On the movie theaters. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I mean, I can understand why they'd be upset, but I think you know, Universal just tried to. If this was a normal, like, if say the coronavirus, it was never as big as it was. Like, it it's over and done with. Like, whatever. Then yes, why skip out of the movie theater? But nobody's going to movie theaters anyways. Nobody's leaving the house. Why not put their things on demand? Because I'm assuming one of them is trolls. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm assuming yeah. that. But why not have your children, you know, your kids, like whatever, have something to watch? Like, why not? I don't see a point in that. Yeah, because I think a lot of people took it as Universal is doing something for parents to have them kind of have yeah. the kids entertained at home yeah, exactly. more than anything else. But playing devil's advocate, the AMC yeah. brings up a good point. I'm not sure about how the contract between AMC and Universal is as to whether or not Universal would allowed to distribute their property without the AMC's consent. But AMC brings up a good point in that they gotta shut this down now 
because Universal gave a lot of, a, a big idea to a lot of people. They're like, wait a second, we don't need a middleman. Let's just nobody wants to go to the the movie theater is an experience, but let's be real, most people want to stay home in the first place. So you'll be I'm all for the movie theater. No yeah, way. you'll be I, dark you'll be room. Reaching. Nobody talks, and I can watch things on a giant screen. I'm <laughs> in. You're reaching people on a bigger audience, so if you go past the middleman, you lose a whole industry. Not necessarily, well, but it, it it's a bigger impact than you think. It, that's why streaming hasn't killed movies a hundred percent. It's going to a movie theater is a spectacle. You well, need, I saw some, need that. I saw something that um, I think Trolls only made like a hundred million dollars in five weeks, and I think they would make that in a week at the movie theater. So they make way more money by having everything released into movie theaters. That's why you know Black Widow and. All the other big name Disney movies haven't come up on uh, streaming yet. It's because they want to make more money in the theater. Yeah, because if you think about it, you do like trolls on demand or whatever. So you pay what ten dollars, and then you can I couldn't watch tell it. You. Yeah. So what? I don't know what on demand prices are, but say it's like ten dollars. Okay, so you pay ten dollars once, and you could watch it. If you go to the movie theaters, you're paying ten dollars a ticket most of the time. So that's where they yeah. make all their money. So if I got a family of five, all five of us going, that's $50 straight out without anything else. You would have a family of five, Bender. <laughs> five was the first one that came to mind. <laughs> but what well, about illegally downloaded movies and stuff? Oh, man. That's a whole What's movie. your point, Rachel? Yeah, that that's illegal, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if I could just illegally download a movie in full high, high def before it's even quote-unquote released then what incentive there's a lot more to lose and from a point of view of a movie studio well right now is different because from a movie studio you could sell the movie especially with kids movies you sell the movie and then you sell the dvds and the digital downloads after the fact that's getting money from the initial release the hype then if it does good then you get the awards the acclimates then people want to buy it and have it in their collections it's it you make more money having it on it's basically advertisement to buy it later if you skip that point you're losing out on money yeah i think amc is just kind of sending a signal to universal like hey don't release any of your bigger box office smashes like they better come to theaters because we're going to need that revenue when it when we all get back to some semblance of normalcy are you aware of what those titles might well i'm one of the biggest ones would probably be Fast and the Furious. Um, oh God! They had another. They had a. Uh, is James Bond? Is that Universal? I don't believe so. I'll check. I'm not sure. I'd say yes. It's not yeah, I Disney. Say, yeah. I think they have a few that are kind of like bigger box office smashes, and I think that's just kind of sending a signal. Because I mean, obviously, AMC is going to release the bigger Universal movies. That's too much money. They wouldn't hold out like that. Hey, It'd be too petty. You want to know the 2020 slate? Or, sure. or like the Universal ones? Uh, Invisible Just Man. Just give us a few of the bigger ones. Invisible Man, which already came out. Uh, the Hunt. Trolls World Tour, which is uh, the one they sent directly to streaming. Well, they, they released all those to streaming. I think the, the Invisible Man. Yeah, the Hunt was. The Invisible Man, I believe, was in theaters. Uh, no, that that one went to theaters, but now it's on streaming. Well, yeah, because it was earlier in the year. Uh, Candyman, that comes out, supposed to come out in September. Halloween Kills. And then for next year, 
I sing to is a lot of like untitled films. Okay. Like they don't. So James James Bond is not one of them. Okay, so it's not. No. All right. Well, Trump signed an executive order uh, keeping meat factories open during the coronavirus because I guess a lot of them are struggling with this pandemic. They're uh... well. They do say that Trump is the Arby's of presidencies. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the meat. Oh gosh. But I. Do you think that's a bad thing? I mean, a lot of them have to hire new employees because I guess a, a bunch of them got sick and stuff what like that, happened? and some of them closed because they're they didn't have enough employees. I'm sorry, what? What happened? Why why are they why are they getting sick? <laughs> Freaking pandemic! Nice, I love that game. <laughs> <laughs> that's Mike. Um, I have a question for Rachel. Okay. Because uh, the American diet is heavily influenced by meat. And that is a good and also, well, it's a bad, but also, like, it has its health benefits because protein and all that. Do you think this could be a good opportunity for the nutritionist side of the world, of the U.S., to step in and be like, hey, hey, maybe we should, like, start rationing meat maybe like cut down on portions instead of just opening back up and dealing with the status quo it's a good it's a good idea i mean it's definitely an incentive for people to start eat a little bit healthier you know keep that immune system up try not to be get sick too easily you know reduce your meat consumption yeah it's a good idea thank you but have the american people ever listened to reason uh, I'm going to go with a hard no, based that on where proven. we are right now. That was proven when I started hearing people, and the fucking president tweeted, Liberate Michigan! <laughs> we still should liberate Michigan from the continent of the United States. Let's go to 49. <laughs> we'll make Michigan its <laughs> own state. Or its own country, excuse me. Take one of the stars off the banner. Yeah, I'm calling it. Well, another thing Trump said this week was he uh, he asked if we could put disinfectants into our body. He said, you know, they have a very high success rate. What's the possibility of doing that? I mean, I ripped shots all throughout college, and I never got sick one day in my life. As the uh, self-proclaimed leading scientific consultant of hot takes and breaks, <laughs> I would just like to say, do not ingest any chemical unless stated otherwise by the manufacturer. And if you're unsure if you should ingest it or not, just don't do it. And definitely so you... don't wash your produce with bleach. Just don't do it. Just don't. And I'm sorry, Rachel. Are people stuff. doing that? Yeah, people <laughs> think that that's how you clean vegetables and stuff. Okay, so our leading scientists or our leading nutritionists are saying, you know, don't inject it and don't wash your fruits and vegetables with it? Definitely not good not. ideas. That's a straightforward... Well, this hottest just, take uh, we can offer today. <laughs> Maybe. Just, we'll see how it goes. Him saying things like that just goes to show like how he is handling the situation. He is not in control of anything. People are just giving him information. If he doesn't have it, up. And that's not good. <laughs> we need yeah, someone... It, he's playing the system. He sees through the media. Listen, sheeple. Listen. <laughs> Fake media. <laughs> 
tremendous. Justin, how do you feel about um, Trump's best friend, Kim Jong-un, possibly missing? Possibly missing? It's a conspiracy yeah, they... that the American government is overthrowing him because he had the cure to coronavirus after scoring 18 perfect holes uh, at Mar-a-Lago. He bragged about it. Hot take. Did he really brag about that? No, but he, he apparently has like shot like many perfect games in golf after or the first time he ever played. After he like got a bunch of Olympic medals. Gold, of course. Only gold. Miles, you're our hot takes golf expert. How do you feel about Kim Jong-un shooting a perfect 18 for 18? Honestly, I believe that it is highly unlikely. Unless it's well, there you go. Putt. There you have it, people. If it's, it's putt-putt, putt, then they probably could have. All right. So I'm currently, I'm currently on one of my leading news sources, and according to uh, an independent source, there's reports that Kim Jong-un might have turned himself into a pickle. <laughs> Interesting. It's crazy. It's to avoid can. the coronavirus? To avoid the coronavirus, correct. No, because, because he can. You, as of your right now, mind wouldn't understand. Cucumbers, which are pickled. Cumber, cannot get coronavirus. It all makes sense. There Wait, hold on. Isn't didn't Kim Jong Un become a movie actor? on this because you know, I want to know how she. Wait, I'm sorry. What? Didn't Kim Jong Un become a movie actor? <laughs> he's he's at all. He's everything. Yeah, because yeah, I thought I thought Universal was re-released in a uh, weekend at Bernie's starring Kim Jong Un. <laughs> <laughs> Well, damn! If it great. was South Korea, I would have, I would have called it "Weekend at Bernie's 2, We Got Soul." Oh, <laughs> that would have been perfect. That is, that's beautiful. That's a great title. Oh God, we're gonna get canceled. This podcast, North Korea is gonna get insulted. That means no, that means people have to listen to us. Come on, hot take. <laughs> well, um, there's more development developments in the Tara Reid case against Joe Biden. Uh, she is claiming sexual assault back in 1993. When he I was a senator. Oh well, I mean, good. You weren't born yet, but you know, claiming that um, Joe Biden pushed her up against the wall and penetrated her with his fingers and sexually assaulted her, and there's there's more people coming out and saying that she's telling the truth. Uh, her mother called into CNN years ago before she passed away, and a neighbor of hers who is actually a Joe Biden supporter. And said she would vote for Joe Biden. Still, reads telling the truth that she told she told the neighbor. So I'm actually interested in Rachel's perspective because being a woman, like, how do you feel about this? Like, what? sorry, I don't mean to put you in a bad place. Hot day. <laughs> um, the patriarchy. I mean, I don't know. It's a crazy well, do time. You, do you believe her? Do you? Do you? I'm sorry. I mean, what, 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 hold, what did she on. have to gain from it? Like, she's dead, right? Already? She like hold passed on. away. I, I, I don't mean, need to interject. What was I the just game? Wanna... John, don't ever ask whether or not you believe. Go ahead, Cody. A, a sexual assault victim. You believe all sexual assault victims. Yes. Regardless, and support them through what they're needing. It's not whether or not you believe it. It's whether or not. I don't know what I want to say. Rachel, continue your thought. No, I'll I, come I got. I, got I hear you. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I don't even know if she had anything to gain from it. Like, what would be the point of just saying that? 
Um, so, you're, so you're I, saying like she's a very credible source because she's got nothing to really gain, everything to kind of lose. Yeah, Maybe I mean, I don't it. really know much about this woman, but yeah, I don't think you just say those things to get yeah, attention. I, and yeah, I, I, I feel like it's, it's very brave to come out and just say those things. I feel like that's it's an embarrassing thing as it is. So to have to like to put your face. Think, I that think she is very like brave. That. You know, she's yeah, yeah. She's telling her story and. Yeah, agreed. So, definitely. You know, be very upset with her because, think, yeah. I'm sorry, what? No, no, no. Bring, Go ahead. It, it brings no. up an interesting situation because we've got a president who's clearly been proven to have been involved in some wicked, sketchy things involving women. And no proof. Now we've got um, a candidate who not a lot of people had faith to begin with in the first place. And has anyone seen that vine where it's like, please don't make me vote for Joe Biden? Yeah, that's a reality now, which is unfortunate. And so now we have a candidate who is like, is being accused of these things. And it's like, well, what the fuck? How? Yeah, like, why? Is, I think why are we as so the debate people is... for, forced to choose between the lesser of two evils? And the lesser of two rapists. <laughs> the lesser of two rapists, exactly. And it's just, it's a huge commentary on the current social. I think if the Democrats country. are smart, they would they would pull a switch, like have Joe Biden step down, like him say, "Oh, I'm I'm actually not feeling very well," you know, whatever reason, and just have someone else be the candidate. You know what I mean? Like, adorable, I don't, I don't John. Know. You think that's what's going to happen? I know that's not going to happen, but I I think. And and while we're speaking about um uh, the election, did you happen to catch the? Reporter who asked who asked Trump if a president who has lost more Americans in I think it was six weeks or something than were lost during the Vietnam War should they be reelected? Oh, that that com- that question is completely unfair because at least Trump helped out with this one. I don't understand. Uh, he had bone spurs. That's why he couldn't go to Vietnam. He avoided the draft. Uh, uh... <laughs> Okay, well, let's get into some fun news because the Pentagon oh, wait. officially. Wait, what? Are do are we going to talk about Corona today? Because I do have a question. Okay. Okay, because we have two listeners calling or two guests calling in. One's from New York City and one's from upstate New York. I want to hear what's going on from the epicenters of the state. That's basically like brown. No, that's no. Um, <laughs> that's like the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Rachel, you want to start Good off save. since you're in the you're in the heart of the. Okay. The, Rachel's calling in from the city. Cody, you're in the Albany area, correct? Correct, correct. Rachel, All why right, don't you start let's off? hear let's hear how you guys are living life now. Yeah, so um, subways don't exist anymore. Well, if they do, I don't take them. I used to take them every day. They they are having buy one get one free footlongs. Just by the way, with the app. I hate you. No. Uh, you know, underground subways, those things, the transportation systems. Um, yeah, it's free now. So if you, if you dare go on it, it's free. Um, yeah, supermarkets crowded, you know, we have the lines going on. It's vacant. But, uh, parks are, have never been more popular in my entire life. So never seen so many people running around, you know, getting their exercise in, trying to be healthy, but social distancing, I don't know if that exists. 
in the parks. But uh, yeah, that's that's what's it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I forgot. No, go ahead. And 7 p.m., everyone claps and makes all the noise out their windows and gets all their noisemakers out and cheers for the healthcare workers. So that's that's a fun time. Definitely oh, recommend really cool. coming if you yeah, if you you know venture to the city or see the videos online. Yeah, you should do it too. I recommend it. That's dope. That's really dope. Uh, in comparison, upstate New York has been much calmer compared to the city. Cases started to spike in the city. It, I think it took about maybe two weeks for people in upstate New York to finally go, all right, okay, maybe this is something serious. So um, uh, it things are still going normal, quote unquote. There are still people at the grocery store. There are still people going out and about. But I've noticed a, a lot more people are much more conscious of where they're going, why they're going there, and how they will get there. And when they arrive there, they're in full PPE. They've got their masks on. A lot of people have gloves now. And it, it, I think personally, because we're not too affected by the actual illness, there are cases up state, but we're not as um, scared, for lack of a better word, compared to the city because there's so many densely packed area that the social interactions have been very interesting so when i pass someone on the street either myself or the other person whoever decides to do it first will either go as far away from the other person you know i've gone into the street to go around people and you can't smile at people because you have the masks on so you have to actually vocalize your hello and it's actually started uh, some interesting conversations with strangers you know brief one or two minute conversations passing by but people I never thought I would stop and talk to. So that's been a positive. And also on top of that, I really like how quiet it is. Troy, outside of Albany, is a loud city. Lots of sirens, people yelling. But I was out yesterday at 2 o'clock, and it was dead silent in my neighborhood. And it was wonderful. I'm really appreciating that part of the whole pandemic. Nice. Oh, and as a fellow New Yorker, Rachel... Um, Governor Zaddy Cuomo. I love watching his daily updates. He's really been a pillar of strength during this whole pandemic, and I hope that after this whole thing is over, he retires and starts a reality TV show called uh, Coming Up Cuomo, in which we get to go see him in his personal life, and he can do dad things, tell us everything. You heard that okay. speech he made? Which one? About, he's like, he, yeah, right. Which one? No, he, he, the one he was like, this is what the quarantine's all about, like getting to know your family. He's like, I didn't even know anything about my children. It's very heartwarming. It was like heartwarming. It's like, damn, he got real. Yeah, he's a badass. He's like, he's he's a badass. <laughs> he is a badass. <laughs> Governor Zaddy Cuomo. <laughs> yeah, he's um, a little different right now. He's a little different. <laughs> my favorite was today. He was oh. going off. People are asking him questions, and he's just like, come on. Let's talk about facts. You can have an opinion, but you can't have your own facts. And I was like, get it. Get it. <laughs> I'm lying. I highly recommend watching one of his daily updates. Well, do you want to watch another? Because the Pentagon released multiple alien, supposed UFO uh, videos officially today. Well, John, oh, did today. you hear about that Earlier this week. transition you just did? <laughs> it was pretty good, right? That was nice. That was nice. Silky. It was out of this world. Continue. Have any of you guys seen the uh, the supposed UFO videos? I did see the classic movie Independence Day, and it didn't end too well. So is it similar? <laughs> really? Because uh, I saw I saw the one in Scary Mode too, and that ended really well. 
Oh. One, so. Uh, big, Miles, know. Scary Movie 3 is the one you're scary referring movies. to. While we're, while we're talking about aliens, I would like to comment that one of the um, organizations that studies these unidentified flying objects is known as the To the Stars Academy, which was co-founded by former Blink-182 member and Angels and Airwaves frontman Tom DeLonge. He's actually the guy that uh, got these videos originally. So they weren't released by the Pentagon. They were out on the internet before because he yeah. got them. And then he released <laughs> them to the public. And then because they were out in the public already and the Navy was already talking about it and the Air Force pilots that were already talking about them, the Pentagon had to come out and kind of officially release them and say, yeah, we, we don't know what they are. But, you know, they're not any threat to the national security. It's basically One song, what they not a... Not a lyrics or not lyrics. It was just him quoting what happened in the conversation. He's just like, "Where are you?" And then the Pentagon <laughs> responds, "I'm so sorry. We don't all know what's in the sky tonight. I need answers always." I don't know. 2020 is a crazy year. You know, we got so many crazy things happening. You know, why not just admit that there's are they? Out are there? you more surprised by aliens or the amount of tigers in captivity? Don't even get me started about that. Oh, we already did the Tiger King episode, but if you have any hot takes, we'll save them for later on. Okay. <laughs> um, so the uh, the Michael Jordan documentary is coming out, or has been out, right? And they go into the feud between the Bulls and the Bad Boys, the Detroit Pistons. And Isaiah Thomas, who was on the Detroit Pistons, said that a, a Michael Jordan wouldn't be as good in today's NBA. He said Kevin Durant, LeBron would be able to handle him and he wouldn't be as good. No. He would still be it would still be uh, Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so because well the game now is I mean, I know everybody says it, it's a lot less physical than it was back then. Yeah, and, and isn't like I remember seeing him in one of the commercials for the the last dance. Didn't he not start lifting until like the last his last year or something or something along that no, line? No, it was um just before his first playoff run or his first championship run. He got beat by the Detroit Pistons, which were the bad boys, who basically just bullied you down low, and they couldn't. Michael Jordan couldn't take the physical abuse because he was kind of smaller. And after that, he started lifting and just went crazy and got huge and was just able to. They swept the the Pistons the next year after that. Now imagine if he had that knowledge beforehand, going into it like from the time he was like a teenager. Yeah, he would he would be ridiculous. I mean, he wouldn't have got cut from his yeah, uh, high school team. That's true. Or he would have, and then he would have just, or he probably would just play AAU like any yeah. good player, basically. It's definitely a good documentary series. If you guys haven't seen it, definitely check it out. Anyone watching at home. I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's it's cool to Wait, wait is Isaiah Thomas, like, what... downplaying his own skill? Like, is he saying, like, I suck, so, like, he, he's not that good? Nah, Isaiah Thomas, I think, he, him and Michael Jordan have, like, a bitter rivalry. Like, Isaiah Thomas was left off the Dream Team um, during the Olympics, so he, I think they just kind of hate each other, and they both kind of like to snap at each other. And Isaiah Thomas just likes to say, I just like you to know, talk things shit. That, yeah, wherever he can. That's the more opinion. And Should we do like a full 
full review of the the final dance once it's all out, and then we'll uh, give our take. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's, I mean, there's still it's a really like good series. Four more weeks of it. Cool. Ten. Ep- We're actually going to get parts. Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas on the pod for that day. Oh my gosh, you guys really are making it big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just call him up and we'll say, "You can say whatever you want about Michael Jordan." Now. It's them just saying "fuck you" back and forth for three hours. <laughs> nice. I'd, I'd listen slash watch watch it. <laughs> well, right. another thing being watched this week was the Extraction movie on Netflix with Chris Hemsworth. Yes, John Wick light. Oh, really? Yes, Justin, because I, I think you were the only one to see it, right? Cody, Rachel, did you guys see it? Yeah. John Wick? No, I I have not. no extraction. No. Yeah, me and Rachel had a Netflix date and both watched it at the same time. Oh, how nice. Yeah. So Without spoiling it, I thought it was really good. Like it kinda it felt like an eighties action movie all over again. You know, where they just had I don't like, think a big you could name. spoil it, John. Like it was pretty run by numbers action movie, but it was just good to watch. Yeah, it was just entertaining. Yeah. The and how in detail did you look into like the stuff going around the movie? Like what made it? I haven't looked into it yet. Oh, okay. Keep talking about the movie. I'll tell you all about it after. No, and I, I don't have much else to say. Just it's a good movie, and I think if you're, can I get a, can I get a plot line like a storyline something so I know what it's about? You're looking for something to watch. Can I can I get okay. something about so, what it's about? So basically, uh, Thor is a mercenary for hire, and this rival drug leaders. A uh, kid gets kidnapped by the other drug leader, and he has to go get him out in India. Okay. And Thor's kid, well, not Thor, Chris Hemsworth's son had died of cancer, so just, like, put that into perspective. So he's really into this kid that he has to save, you know? Like, it, he feels like it's his son. Yes, big spoiler right there. <laughs> Sorry. But, um... So I like... Yeah. It was a good movie. I mean, like, we don't spend a lot of time with these kind of movies in India. We spend it in the Middle East or America or... Mm, That's true. So, there was one scene in particular that I was, like, kind of, like, amazed with. Like, I didn't really think about it, but I was, like, into it while I was watching. And after the fact, I'm like, oh, wait, that was awesome. Like, halfway through the movie, there's this long take where it's just one shot and it's just constantly following him through this building where he's just taking out goons and like having to save this kid. And then I looked it up after it turns out it's a 12 minute long take. So one scene lasted 12 minutes in one shot. It looked amazing. Hmm. So I, that made me deep dive into the movie. So Chris Hemsworth's in it. Chris Hemsworth was in Thor. Yes. Or he was Thor. He was. Uh, all the Avengers movies. Okay. So the director, this was his uh, directorial debut. He directed, or he was the stunt coordinator for basically Captain America, the Winter Soldier, and onwards for all the Marvel movies. Okay. Like the, the big ones, like all the Caps, then uh, Civil War, uh, Avengers, Infinity War, and Endgame. So, and then he was a stuntman before that in the MCU. So, basically, that's how John Wick started. It went from, like, stunt coordinators and stuntmen who became directors, and that's why the choreography looks pretty clean. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, same kind of deal here. But oh. then I looked into it a little bit deeper. So this is based off of a book called uh, Ciudad, which is, I believe, Spanish for the city. Okay. And this is... C. C. And so Ciudad was written by one of the writers for a Marvel movie, also written by Anthony and Joe Russo, wow. who are the directors of Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Civil Endgame, War, Infinity War, Endgame, oh, Infinity War. So it just all ties back together. Stunt coordinator from Marvel, Chris Hemsworth, who was Thor, written a, a book written by the old directors, who was probably produced by it. I didn't look that far into it. But yeah, it's just wild how the webs just kept going out. Wow. Not the spider webs. He didn't direct that. But <laughs> yeah. Very interesting. 12 minute long takes, good movies, good action. Uh, the only thing I could complain about was the smoke CGI looked a little wonky at one point. There was, well, spoiler, but there's no romance. Like, there's no romance in it. Where was the freaking? You need a little, little more storyline with that. Little love interest in the movie. Yeah, you need like some sex in there. I mean, hey. I disagree because I'm a good Christian boy, but the copious amounts of killing kept me going. Ah. <laughs> Very good. I. Do we want to end it here? I think that's everything from the loop. Uh, yeah. Do you want to end it here, John? I mean, so they just said that they're postponing the Hall of Fame, the MLB Hall Hall of Fame induction till next year. Oh, really? Yeah, like yeah. they canceled this year's. I guess everything's kind of getting pushed back until next year. Yeah. Who, this is really random, but who is who was like the greatest athlete of the decade? Do we do we ever get like a definitive a answer? No. Yeah. Well, no, never. Is, no. Hmm. I'm still saying probably LeBron would have been picked. I think he was picked for something. I don't know. That was he, a long time ago. Like, probably the all-around best athlete for like the entire decade. See that's an interesting thing. How do you, how do you gauge such a merit? There's, I watched a video the other day on Facebook because what else am I in my life where I saw a football uh, player compete against offenses offenser, and the football player got demolished. So therefore, in the sport of fencing, the fencer is the better athlete. Like how do you? Is it just on like how much money you've earned? Does that determine how great of an athlete you are? The way I look at it is, I'm also biased. So, like, I, I look at, like, pure just, like, stats when it comes to, like, what your body can physically do. Like, like with track, it's literally how fast can you run point A to B. Like, there's no, like, team aspect. There's no, um, there's no, like, how fancy of a trick shot can you do or something like that. It's go from one thing to another. It, if you look at, like, LeBron James like that, he his stats if you just take like his speed and all that and just endurance and stuff he's just a freak athlete then you have like gymnasts i'm a little biased a little biased uh like simone who's just like the greatest of all time like the most decorated gymnast of all time still hasn't competed in her second olympics i know it has been the whole decade that's the only thing like how do you judge on that what about who won the hot dog eating contest? Uh, that would be Joey, Joey Chestnut. Thank yeah. you. I don't think LeBron could beat Joey Chestnut. 
I no, I don't think so. Yeah, it's pretty, sure Joey, pretty sure Joey Chestnut could slam more beers than LeBron. It is true, but can he drink more cranberry Sprite? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. He is a competitive eater. Yeah, it's just hard. I I think basketball is a good uh, judge of um, athleticism because it's like everything you need or everything like an athlete should be speed, coordination, uh, like finesse, power, just all that. Yeah, everything. What a, it's is like just because it's an American sport, you can have all those things. Basketball uh, is popular world, ra- world uh, around the world. Yeah, what about football? Those guys need speed, finesse, and they re- play longer games. And I would say rugby players are more athletic than football players. And more I don't insane. know about that because when rugby uh, players come over the NFL, they don't typically make it. Yeah, but that's a yeah, different. You, that's a you different take a kind of player and throw him into cricket, and he's not going to excel. <laughs> Slightly different. I mean, it is. That's what I've been different. arguing the whole time. <laughs> I don't know. Do we want to end it here, though? I think that's kind of everything. I don't know. Uh, Cody asked a good question earlier. What's everyone drinking? Oh, yeah. oh. Trulies. Lemonade. Oh, I'm drinking a lemonade margarita. Ooh, fancy. Nice. Drink a little bit of Guinness. Oh, look at you being all fancy. I get a nice, uh, cheap yes. Miller Light. <laughs> I I am drinking straight tequila. Mm. Rach, what are you drinking over there? Sour beer. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh, last question is who wants to run some some call of duty? Is this the call? Yes. Shooty shoot. Yeah, I'll probably jump on. Nice. I'm jumping. Uh, thank you for listening to Hot Takes. To Cody and Rachel for joining us this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, co-hosts that are always here, Justin and Jason. You guys are, you know. Yep, we're the probably the back, not, but still. We're the backbones of the economy, or the podcast, I should say. Been there, the, economy. the entire economy. Yeah, that's it. What are you talking about? We haven't reached thirty years old yet. We're YouTube all at hot, and the then eyes. yeah, true. <laughs> Email in at hot takes and beer breaks at gmail.com check yourself for ticks when you go outside <laughs> we seem to be experiencing some technical difficulties so all the stuff that we said at the beginning you can follow us at and yeah enjoy. have a good night everyone enjoy your lives <laughs>